All right. All right. That's more like it. It's crazy what a, a, compl- a new night does for the Philadelphia Phillies as literally a complete 180 happens. The Phillies take care of the San Diego Padres here tonight, three to nothing, and they stoop to the Padres level. They didn't. You know, they, they, they only had four, what four or five hits here tonight. And they did a great job of just getting some great plays, some great base running. Some guys really stepped up here tonight for the Phillies as well. And you get the same exact score line, but instead you win here tonight. It, it's, it's crazy what a night does. And oh, by the way, it really does help that, listen, I, I really do think that tonight Zach Wheeler was freaking incredible. And I feel like everyone's just was just kind of following his energy. There was no way in hell you were going to allow your team to lose tonight with the way that Zach Wheeler was pitching tonight. It was truly remarkable, but this is much better. So now you tie up the series and I feel much better. We don't have to yell and scream and curse at, at this at the at the uh at the camera here tonight as the Phillies get the dub. Now a little bit later, this is obviously gonna be a two-part game recap. Obviously, we're talking the Phillies right now. A little bit later, we'll be talking to Philadelphia, which that's probably gonna be a different side of myself. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into tonight's Phillies game recap. Uh, we got Facebook, we have YouTube, we have Twitter, and of course, we have TikTok in the building. If you guys were watching tonight's Phillies game recap in the comments section, please throw your comments in there. I want to hear from you guys. I want to get your guys' reactions of tonight's game. Uh, throw, we have YouTube, YouTube comment section available. We also have the TikTok comment section available as well. And right now, we are about to throw the co- the link to come into the show a little bit later. But backstage is open right now if you want to chill and hang out for just a little bit until we open up uh, the, the line so we can get you guys in here. You guys are more than welcome to come on in and give us your thoughts and chime in and hang out and, and be part of the show. Uh, as well, guys, real quick before we dive into today's recap, um, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor of today's show. We want to thank La Terrain Watches for sponsoring tonight's episode. Uh, if you guys are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches, high-quality watches at a bargain price. And when you head over to the checkout page of La Terrain Watches, make sure you guys are using promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your next purchase of La Terrain Watches. And a big thank you and a big shout-out to La Terrain. Look, last night was just atrocious. The fact that you had a great outing from Zach Eflin and you were only able to muster up four, uh, five hits with no runs out of that, it, it, that it was just atrocious. And there was nothing really that I felt like we talked about last night. I didn't feel like the Padres did anything crazy. He had a solid outing by Mike Clevenger, his best outing of the of the season. Mackenzie uh, um, Gore had a great two innings as well. And the Phillies just allowed way too many uh, way too many opportunities to kind of just gra- gra- leave the grass with their hands. Obviously, the defense was atrocious. I mean, when you have a, a defense, or a, I'm sorry, when you have an outfield that has Odubel Herrera at right field and Roman Quinn at center field, I mean, what else do you kind of expect? But you also had errors from Kyle Schwarber. You had errors from Bryson Stott as well. Uh, and so tonight, you really had to bounce back. With wheels on the mound, you knew that you were going to get even better pitching performance, and it was really up to the, the bats kind of uh, to, to kind of step up, and he, it was up to the defense. There was there it, it, Zach Wheeler did a great job again, and there wasn't really too much contact getting out there. Obviously, Nick Castellanos saving a potential home run by Eric Hosmer in the in the seventh inning that was big. But obviously, going into this game, we all knew the the news that was Bryce Harper, and now we know that he's going to be possibly out for the next six months, which I don't see him uh, playing out in right field. Uh, for the rest of the season. So for, for the rest of the season, you're going to have Bryce Harper as essentially your permanent DH, which isn't the worst case scenario, considering that with this UCL tear that he's been going through, 
my God, he's been on freaking fire. He was, he, he was, he's literally been one of the hottest batters in the month of May with the UCL tear, but we definitely are going to have to figure out what to do at the outfield because I don't feel confident going every night with Castellanos at right field, Schwarber at left field, and then the center field platoon of Roman Quinn or Dubal Herrera, Matt Veerling every now and then is going to get an outing out there at center field. So I don't feel too confident out there, but luckily tonight you didn't have to worry about that too much as the Phillies were able to get the job done. And the, the action really got started here in the first inning. The top of the first, uh, you get a uh, Ha uh, Song Kim, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, a Ha Song Kim uh, single, and you get an error from Alec Bohm from third to first. It's just a low ball. He kind of just barehands it and sides arms it to first base, and it's just out of the gr grasp of Reese Hoskins. But little did you guys know, JT Real Muto comes out of nowhere, gets the ball out off this error, and just freaking Darts this bad boy to third base and gets Hassan Kim out at third. What a what a great play. And to be honest with you, it was the first inning, but this was the play of the game defensively. And what a freaking out that he got there. And the Phillies were able to get out of that inning. Um, and then, of course, to bounce back after that, after that great play, in the bottom of the first, JT Romuto with men on first and second, he gets himself a single that brought in Nick Cass. I'm sorry, brought in Reese Hoskins, and the Phillies go up one to nothing. So JT Real Muto, who has been cold as ice, really stepping up defensively and offensively in that first inning, and the Phillies were in business one to nothing, having themselves a lead. We continue on into the third, the bottom of the third inning, where to lead this thing off, Reese Hoskins goes up, and my God, Reese Hoskins. Reese off the first pitch, four seam fat, 94 mile per hour, four seam fastball, boom, bloop, in the left field for a solo shot homer. And that would get the Phillies up two to nothing. And then we head on over to the bottom of the fourth inning where you had uh, Kyle Schwarber on base and Odubel Herrera would find himself getting a double play into right field that would bring in Kyle Schwarber. And the Phillies would go up three to nothing. And that is really all they would need for tonight. They did a great job defensively. And really, the pitching was the story of the night. Zach Wheeler goes seven strong. And then the bullpen has been somewhat of a concern, especially over the last two games. We've seen how it's kind of imploded in LA in that ninth inning and throughout the uh, later innings of the uh, of yesterday's game as well. But you get a one, two, three inning by Jose Alvarado in the eighth inning. And in the ninth inning, Corey Knable, one, two, three again to close out this bad boy. And guys, what a great performance. I'm, I'm like baffled to the fact that I, I, I get to say that because this is night and day what we saw yesterday. You had, you, you had offense making enough plays. You had guys who have been dead cold. Stepping up here tonight as well. I mean, JT Romuto, the fact that he was able to step up defensively and offensively was absolutely huge. Uh, Reese Hoskins with that solo shot home run. And you get just you get yourself just enough runs, but then of course defensively, you get yourself some nice plays. JT, Nick Castellanos making some really solid plays. Zach Wheeler wheeling and dealing. And and you it was a it was a much better performance. And of course, the pitching staff really was a story of the night. Wheels seven innings deep. He allows only four hits, no earned runs, and of course, he has himself nine strikeouts. And more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, Wheels 
really, as these starts keep coming along, he is getting more and more comfortable. This is the Zach Wheeler we saw last year. And obviously, he's been battling that shoulder injury that was nagging him in the offseason and kind of delayed him in spring training as well. And now you got Zach Wheeler absolutely on fire. The four seam was working. The slider was working. The heat on these pitches as well has been tr is truly remarkable. The strikeout to Will Myers in the fifth inning. Give me that, baby. Give me that. That was a great out right there, guys. And Jose Alvarado, I love Jose. I really, really do. Like the dude who uh, dude who can throw a hundred mile per hour sinker the way he or slider the way he does. It is so hard to teach. But he just some he just continuously loses the the, the command of the strike zone. And tonight he really did a great job in that one two three and getting two strikeouts as well. Uh, and then, of course, Corey Canable doing a really good job too in that in that bottom of that um, that that ninth inning as well. And he he gets himself a one two three. And the, the pitching really was the story of the night. But offensively, we mentioned it: five hits tonight, three runs. And Blake Snell got the start here tonight. Now he's been battling injuries. Obviously, this is his first start. We talked about that in the last outing last night. This was his first start of the season, and you could tell he had some rust there. He only won three and two thirds. He allowed three hits, three earned runs. He, well, he did have five strikeouts. He also had three walks as well. Quite, He, he really was do, helping the Phillies out, getting them on base for a team that, look, up and down. Obviously, I don't know what it is, but when these guys are at home, they're just a completely different team, especially offensively. It seems like the only person who settles into Citizens Bank Park is Zach Wheeler because Zach has been really good at Citizens Bank Park in, in, um, in his last 20 innings there. And Blake Snell, he really was struggling here tonight in his first start back. He and it just really felt like he did not he lacked command of the strike zone. And when you have three walks like that, that is definitely a bit of a problem uh, there for um, the San Diego Padres. But look, it, it's really quite simple. I mean, not every game is going to be uh, a nine nine to six game. Like these guys are not going to be knocking the ball out of the ballpark every single game. That is far-fetched to kind of think that they are going to be able to do that. But if they can continue to find different ways to win, and that's what good baseball teams do, find a way to get on base, find a way to drive in batters, and doing those little things. Like, it's also defensively as well. Like, I'm going to keep going back to JT Real Muto because when you're able to set the tone right in that first, I really felt like JT set the tone right away in that first inning. Getting that out of third base on Hassan Kim, and then, of course, in the bottom of the first inning, getting that RBI single, I, I really felt like that was really big, to say the least. Now, obviously, Bryce Harper is out. Presumably, he's going to come back at the end of the week, sometime during that Dodger series. And this was a great way to kind of step up. You get your, you got, you got the job done without Bryce Harper. Once Bryce Harper comes back. Dude, he's the best bat in, in Major League Baseball, and we all know that. And we all know what he does provide as well in, in that lineup. You can move Nick Castellanos back down and move everybody else back down. And for those who believe that Reese Hoskins should not be leading off, for right now, you're keeping Reese Hoskins at that leadoff spot because of the fact of the matter is, Reese Hoskins is hot at that leadoff spot. He got himself a home run here tonight. Now, the, the key question will be when you get those right-handed uh, pitcher starting. Will you keep Reese Hoskins in there? My opinion, my theory is if he's hot, you keep him in there. Like, I, I just don't see a way you take Reese Hoskins out if he's, if he's hot. And so 
I've, it's really been great to see him um, continuing his tear uh, as well. Um, uh, Johan Camargo got himself a nice little hit as well, adding on to that to the um, to the to the battle that we got the the bright the Bryce Bryson Stott. Obviously, we got Alec Bohm and um, between those, and of course, Didi Gregorius is still hurt right now. But obviously, shortstop is between Camargo Stott and Didi Gregorius, and you have some depth there, which is actually a, some great news as well. But I love seeing Johan Camargo in there, and he really provides a lot of pop. And obviously, he's a great glove, especially at shortstop. If I'm being honest, like we've seen, we've seen Camargo all throughout the infield. I really feel like he's best suited at shortstop. That's where I feel like he's the most comfortable with. And so we'll see what uh, what he continues to do. But Kyle Schwarber got a hit. That's definitely a positive as well. Also got struck down as well today. I don't know what to think of Kyle Schwarber. I really want to believe he's going to be fine later on in the season, but you just never know with, with Kyle Schwarber, at least at this point of the season. Uh, and he, we're going to definitely need him later on in the year. And I completely get that. But for right now, he he just has to get into a rhythm. And that's been the struggle with Kyle Schwarber. It's better than what he did last night. And that is for sure, ladies and gentlemen. That is for sure. Uh, I, real quick, I wanted to bring up because... Um, you guys know me. I'm a very proud Colombian. Obviously, Barcelo Philly. If you guys don't know what Barcelo means in Colombia, that is a, it is a slang for homie. And so, Jorge Alfaro, he's he was back, and it was weird to see him with that blonde highlights. Not a good look for him. He really did not do well. Um, and when he was with Miami, and he really did well against the Phillies. Obviously, he did not want to leave Philadelphia. He loved playing here in Philly, and. You know, when you have an opportunity to get the best catcher in Major League Baseball, you're going to go out and get JT Real Muto. And unfortunately for Jorge Alfaro, it meant that he had to go. Um, and it was it was good to see him. And unfortunately, though, he got struck out three times here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So not a great return for Jorge Alfaro. But um, I really hope he, he lasts in this league. I know this is now his third team in, in his career. And um Miami just literally said, yeah, we don't need you anymore, Jorge. And that's that, that's definitely a bummer. But seeing him out there tonight was is definitely a little, little heartbreaking. I would love to see Jorge Alfaro as a backup. But and also uh, Stubby's been pretty solid as a backup catcher. I'm curious to see when we will see him again. I know that pisses off a lot of Phillies fans, but Eric Stubbs has actually been a pretty solid backup catcher, if I'm being quite honest with you. The one thing I really would hate, I would love to stop seeing is Roman Coyne at center field. Love the dude. He's got all the speed in the world. We all understand this, but dude, like, can't hit. Like, flat out, when he goes up to bat, I just literally think to myself, he he's going to get struck out, or he's going to get a pop out, um, or the bunt is just going to it's just going to be terrible. Like, even in the fourth, right, uh, bottom four, right, you get yourself a double off of a double Herrera. Um, you got Odubel at second base with two outs, and Roman Quinn just freaking strikes out. <laughs> it's like, come on, Rome, get on base, advance Odubel to, to to first base or to third base, and then you get Reese Hoskins, and you never know what happens. But man, I I don't know what to think with Roman Quinn. And look, I, do I fault Joe Girardi? I mean, we've seen Matt Veerling for most of the season, and you kind of see what Matt Veerling is like. He just doesn't have it right now. I don't know how you get back that Matt Veerling from the end of the last year where he was a 300 batter for like the last month and a half. I don't know how we get that back, but he was just atrocious when he was out there. 
And I honestly don't know if it is much better than Roman Quinn. I, I really don't. But fact is, is that Roman Quinn, although when he's on base, he's dangerous. And by the way, the Phillies do lead baseball with steals, which is pretty remarkable. But if he gets on base, yeah, he's dangerous. But dude, how many times does he get on base? I mean, literally, how many times does Roman Quinn actually get on base? Let's look. Let's look at Roman's uh, real quick. Let's look at Roman's stats. So right now, in 25 at bats for Mister Roman Quinn, the 29 year old Roman Quinn, he's got three hits, guys. One RBI. He's got a 120 batting average. Mickey Moniak can't come back any quicker. And I feel like that is like the narrative every single night. When is Mickey coming back? I need Mickey Moniak back. I'm tired of Odubel. I'm tired of Roman Quinn. I'm tired of Matt Veerling. Give me Mickey Moniak. I don't care if he's going to be rusty. And that's one thing we're going to have to anticipate is when he comes back, the rust that he's going to have. But I just, I'm overseeing Roman Quinn. Nothing against the dude. But I just I need someone who can get on base. And he just can't. He flat out can't. Man, oh man. Uh what's up, Morgan? What's happened, brother? Uh my Yankees won. Hey, there you go. That's what's up, man. My Morgan's watching the Warriors now. Um, that's all good. That's all dude. We won tonight. No, no, no need to be sorry. No need to be sorry. It's all good, brother. It's all good, man. We got the uh Luke is in here as well. His Mariners won. What's going on, guys? Uh, my boy Aaron Judge is staying. Good stuff, Morgan. Good stuff, guys. Awesome stuff. What's up, TikTok? Of course, guys, if you guys watch tonight's game, definitely throw the comments in the comments section. Let's hear what you guys have to say. We do have the link in the comments section as well to hear what you guys have to say as well. Backstage is currently open. Um, Triple J. Wait, what? <laughs> First off, Triple J. Uh, we're not talking Eagles. We actually did put out a video on YouTube, a quick breaking news for the James Bradbury trade. Um, but if you are going to say that Howie Roseman's trash after today, you might need to revisit some things, brother. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, so you're just trolling here. Awesome stuff. I appreciate you coming in here, Triple. Thanks so much, brother. Uh, Triple, I would definitely answer your questions, but... You're literally asking me, should we trade Reese Hoskins when he's hot right now? So it's kind of hard to take you seriously right now. So I'm just going to do you and myself a favor. I'm just going to keep it moving, brother. But I appreciate you coming on in, man. I really do. Uh, Carter, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Pat, what's happening? Patty, what's going on, brother? What's happening, man? What's going on, man? Uh, Miller Latte. Miller Latte? Interesting. A uh, Miller Latte. Okay. Also, with uh, with Hoskins being streaky, do you think we should pay him next year? Um, I'm gonna wait till the season ends. Um, I, I I hear you. I know about Reese Hoskins' up and downs, but I also do know the issue with Reese. It's not his up and downs. Reese Hoskins in the later months is gonna be good. Like you saw what he did last year, and I really do think a big part of us not making the playoffs last year was we missed Reese Hoskins. We missed that extra power in our bat in our in our in our lineup there. So we'll see what happens at the end of this year. But if he if he plays like the Reese Hoskins we know he can play like, then I am definitely signing Reese Hoskins back. Um, he's a big part of this team. He's a big integral part of the core of this team. And when he is hot, he can bat with the best of them in this freaking league. So I, I understand that the the skepticism with Reese Hoskins, but the fact of the matter is. Reese does have a big bat. And right now, Reese Hoskins is the only guy this season. We've tried Kyle Schwarber. We've tried Gene Segura. 
We've tried JT Real Muto, and yet Reese Hoskins has been the best option to put out there at leadoff spot. And I do think that later on, Kyle Schwarber, closer to the, the important months, will get back to the leadoff spot. But for right now, you just got to keep rolling with Hoskins because he's doing well at that leadoff spot. And even, even today with his two hits and the solo shot home run, man. What's up, Positive Philly? It's been a while, man. Positive Philly been in MIA. It's good seeing you, man. Um, When were you talking about the guy striking out the half the time? I don't know what you're talking about, Morgan. Not sure if I know what you're talking about, Morgan. So if you clarify, I would definitely, definitely much appreciate it. A lot of Reese Hoskins hate tonight. I don't, I don't get it. Dude just had a solo home run tonight, and he really had a big part of winning tonight's game against the Padres. I don't, I, I really, quite honestly, don't understand the hate for uh, Reese Hoskins. I really don't. This lineup tonight, I mean, did a pretty solid job overall. And this is the San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres are a grit and grind type of team. They're not a power type of team. They're not going to win games nine to six, right? They're not going to do 10 to seven type of games. They're going to get a couple hits. You know, obviously they rely a lot with the, with Machado and, and Hosmer in that middle part of that lineup. That's really where their power comes from. But they just want to get on base and try to advance batters. That's really what they like to do and rely on their defense. They have a really good defense. And obviously, they're pretty deep at their pitching uh, as well. Blake Snell in his first start back, it, it was a rough one. That was definitely a rough outing for Blake Snell. But he's probably going to get back into the rhythm of things with a couple more starts. And I don't know when we'll have to face off against San Diego Padres again. But he's definitely going to be a much better pitcher later on in the season. But this was a good, solid, a good, solid outing here for the Philadelphia Phillies. And now you are one game back of 500 with tomorrow being a very integral part of this week because you have an opportunity, although yesterday was atrocious, and I will 100% agree with you guys, and you guys all witnessed me freak the F out last night as the Phillies lost to the San Diego Padres, but you have an opportunity tomorrow to win another series your third straight series heading into a good uh, an important matchup against the los angeles dodgers to end this week so we got game number three of the series afternoon baseball on thursday so y'all know what that means give me those powder blue jerseys ladies and gentlemen on one o'clock 105 first pitch you got you darvish going up against kyle gibson and obviously although listen I've been really critical about, about Gibby. And his last outing against the Dodgers, that was not good. It was only three and two-thirds. But Kyle Gibson is actually three and one on the season, ladies and gentlemen. His ERA needs to go down because 410, mm -mm, I ain't going to do it. But he's got an opportunity against you, Darvish, to get his fourth win of the season and to get the Phillies another series win this year as well. We will see what comes about that. But this was a definitely great win, and hopefully they continue doing it tomorrow. We'll see if Bryce Harper will be back tomorrow. I'm going to say no. I think Bryce comes back during the Dodgers series, but anything can happen. And it, but it is, an, it is an afternoon game, so I'm really not going to put my money on that. We'll see what the lineup looks like as well. Who does who, does does Joe Girardi rest some guys? We'll see what he decides to do. We'll see Roman Quinn again. Roman Quinn has played both games this series so far, so could use a little bit less of Roman Quinn, but we'll see what that lineup does look like. Um, guys, that's going to do it for today's Phillies game recap. Phillies take game two against the Padres to knot it up one one game apiece. And of course, we'll be back at it tomorrow for game number three. They're going to go for the series win. 
guys, if you are Union fans and you want to talk some Union soccer, we're going to come back in just a second to recap that Union match that just happened as well. Oh, boy, oh, boy, you do not want to miss that one. Guys, thank you so much for checking this out. If you guys are Phillies fans, if you guys enjoy this content as well, please do me the solid by hitting that like button. And, of course, if you if you want more Philly sports, consider joining the family by subscribing to the channel. We do also rebroadcast all these episodes, these recaps, these breaking news in podcast form. You can find that in Oyen Philly Sports, and you can find that wherever you stream podcasts, Apple, Google, and Spotify. We want to thank our friends, our sponsor tonight, La Terrain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out. And when you head over to the checkout page, make sure you guys use promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Edit Parcero Philly. I'm telling you guys, let's go, Phils. Talk to you guys soon. Uh-huh.